Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Dewey Brown played fiddle with Dr. Ralph Stanley and the Clinch Mountain Boys for 12 years until Dr. Ralph's passing in 2016. Dewey is now leading a new band, along with his wife Leslie, called the Carolina Gentlemen. In this edition of Americana Music Profiles, I talk with Leslie Brown about their upcoming new record, their new single release, and their life in bluegrass music. Hi, Leslie. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you doing today? I am good. I'm glad we get a chance to talk today. Leslie is is one half of the husband and wife uh, Leslie and Dewey Brown, uh, you guys have a, a band and a new record out, and I uh, just thought it would be a good chance to talk to you about that and uh, get a little bit about um, uh, your story and where you guys came from and how all of this came together. Yeah, for sure. Super excited to be here and looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, cool. So you guys have got a a pretty good history in in bluegrass music on both sides of your family, right? We do, yes, yes, sir. Uh, my husband uh, has been playing the fiddle uh, since he was about seven years old and uh, has played with many different different bands um, and then ultimately ended up with Dr. Ralph Stanley and the Clutch Mountain Boys for 12 years. So, yeah, uh, wow. He, uh, yeah, so he got to do a lot of really cool stuff and um, super proud of him for it and uh and you know he traveled with ralph for for many years and uh just a super awesome experience he got to experience things that i think that a lot of folks and and artists in our industry you know don't ever get to experience and right uh, yeah you know, he got a wealth of stories for sure <laughs> yeah and of course uh, dr ralph is uh hopefully everybody knows who he is and he's got a a, a long uh, a legacy of of artists that uh, has played with him and and have gone on to do their own thing and be quite successful at it. And you guys um, met, I, I'm presuming, uh, looking at at the notes that I have here, about halfway through that stint for him when you guys got married, right? Kind of around 2006 yeah. or seven. Yeah, 2007, and uh, we met uh, shortly after he had joined uh, Dr. Ralph. And um, I'm from Virginia, not too far from Dr. Ralph. I actually went to church with Dr. Ralph growing up in the Primitive Baptist Church. Oh, cool. We've okay. seen, yeah, we've seen him in a totally different uh, way. I'm sure. Because we, 
you know, seeing him in the sitting in the church pew every Sunday. Yeah. Well, not every Sunday. He was playing a lot, but when he was there. Um, but uh, yeah, I met Billy. Uh, he was playing a show actually uh, with Ralph Pew and uh, in Saltville, Virginia. And uh, I'm a plotter uh, from way back and square dancer. And we were performing. Our square dancing team was performing and. Um, Dewey had played with, with Ralph too, and, and he came up afterwards and gave me his business card and told me if I ever needed a fiddle player to give him a call. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That, that was a pretty sneaky, sly way to do that. <laughs> I know. And I was so naive that I, I went to my dad and I said, what would I need a fiddle player for? And he said, honey, I don't think that's what he meant by that. <laughs> that's funny. So now I make the joke that I actually did end up needing a fiddle player, so... <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> so that's kind of how it began yeah you know eventually got married and i moved to north carolina so um did you guys do any sort of work together prior to dewey leaving the uh, dr ralph's band no we actually did not it's kind of a a funny story we we i mean i'm a nurse by trade i had my bachelor's degree in nursing and uh, that's what I did the whole time he was on the road and, you know, kept the children and that sort of thing. And then uh, about maybe two years before Dr. Ralph passed, um, we purchased a theater, a little theater in Liberty, North Carolina, mm-hmm. the Liberty Showcase. And, uh, and you know, Dewey kind of foreseen that the future, you know, Ralph was getting older and, and uh, may slow down. And so he wanted to uh, kind of... Uh, protect, you know, the music and, and do something in the industry, you know, uh, whether it be continue playing or, you know, doing the theater. So we, we purchased the theater and started having, you know, live music shows there. And um, and and then uh, after about, I'd say, six or eight months after Ralph's passing is when we kind of got together and started talking about doing this seriously. Um I had written uh, a few songs for Dewey uh, previously and written a recitation for Ralph, actually, on one of his albums. Hmm. And so uh, I had written before, but, you know, never really, that wasn't my main thing. I just kind of done it on the side and was pretty quiet about it. Okay. And uh, so, so yeah, then we decided to kind of go forward seriously about it, and I picked up the bass, and, and we just took off. So had you had any uh, experience playing an instrument prior to that? A tenor saxophone. <laughs> okay. I, I, how does that translate to bass player? <laughs> well, timing, uh, that and the clogging obviously uh, gave me some, some timing background. But as far as, uh, you know, a horn instrument, moving right. to a totally, totally different world. The only thing I can say is, you know, I can read music uh, and I know, you know, scales and notes, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like learning something all over again, pretty much. Wow. But, uh, okay. It came pretty pretty easy. Dewey, Dewey taught me, and I picked it up. And uh, it was actually funny because he said, you know, if we're, we're going to do this seriously, then uh, you've got to learn how to play an instrument. And playing. And I said, okay. And he said, okay, well, uh, what do you want to play? And I said, the bass. And so I, I did. And probably like a month later, he was like, wow, okay. Well, you were really serious about that, weren't you? And I was like, yep, sure was. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, and singing was that something that was part of your life prior to this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I sang in church, and okay. uh, never professionally or anything like that. You know, I sang in church and uh, went to bluegrass festivals growing up. I, I was more of a dancer. I clogged and then went and things, but I always enjoyed singing along to Ricky Skaggs and Ralph and you know 
uh, country gentleman, that sort of thing, in the car and uh, with my family. And uh, my dad was a musician, so he would play the guitar and we would sing together. Um, so, you know, it, it was very much a part of my life growing up and coming along, but never anything professionally. I, I read where, um, uh, I'm not sure if you said this or somebody said this about you, but that that you consider yourself an authentic coal miner's daughter. Um, growing up, I, I, I presume, in a, uh, a coal town or an, an area where a lot of folks worked in the coal town, um, what was that like growing up in that in that area and you mentioned going to church with Dr. Ralph and um, and having all of this this music kind of starting to come alive around you guys was that something that you were very aware of or was it just kind of what you did as part of your life well it was kind of normal um, you know I don't think I realized you know how uh, how much history uh and, and how many things I got to see that a lot of folks didn't get to see growing mm-hmm. up. And, and, and I'm from Grundy, Virginia, and my dad was a coal miner. Um, and so, uh, you know, that, that's a completely different lifestyle now that sure. I have, you know, gotten out of there and, and live in North Carolina and kind of in between two uh, major cities, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and, and so, yeah, I don't think that I did realize, you know, uh, what kind of opportunity that I had. It's kind of like, you know... I know my dad used to sit on the porch and play the guitar and just look at the mountains and stare at them just, you know, and, and sing. And mm-hmm. I would say when I was a little girl, you know, how can you do this every day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now what I wouldn't give, you know, back to that porch and just sit there. And now I understand. It's like, you know, now I look back at all the experiences and opportunities that I got, you know, uh, in the bluegrass world and, and you know, just it's just really cool now, you know, yeah. I, I don't think I did realize it, but I do appreciate it now. And I hold it very dear to my heart for sure. Do those experiences, uh, I, I'm presuming influence your, um, songwriting? Yes, they do. Uh, very heavily. Um, our first album under the mountain, uh, pretty much a lot of the songwriting is about coal mining and, you know, what happens under the mountain mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of growing up in the mountains and the whole mountain lifestyle. And uh, it's kind of a tribute to my dad, um, in a way. He worked really hard growing up, and uh, so did my mom as well. And we just lived a very simple country life or mountain life. And um, so it's kind of a tribute to that. So it does spill over a lot uh, in my uh, singing and uh, musicality and all of that is is very much uh, reflect re- reflective of the Primitive Baptist, the acapella singing, that sort of thing, because that's what I grew up with and know. Is that lifestyle, does that still exist in certain parts of that area, or or has a lot of it kind of gone away now? Well, I would say uh, about half and half. Yes, it does still exist, and I think, you know, I I go back home, try to go back home pretty often, uh, and and I think that there's a lot of folks that still experience that type of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, But then, you know, it has evolved, and things have, you know, even in their small town, I remember... We didn't get a McDonald's till I was 14. Wow. <laughs> well, well, we ate, you know, I was just talking with my friend about this the other day, you know, uh, we raised garden and, and ate out of the garden every evening for supper. And, and you know, we would get, uh, we had a druther, which is Dairy Queen. And I don't know, a lot of people don't remember that, but um, Dairy Queen used to be druthers. And oh, okay. That. No, and I that never was, knew that either. That was, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. 
Um, so we had that as a special treat. And I remember when we got to McDonald's, it was a big deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I'm sure. Well, I was a little late on the Happy Meal train, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so things have really you know grown. Uh, I remember when there was just the one red light and the one post office and just one you know so things have grown. But you know, uh, one thing that I will mention that is really sad to me is that you know a lot of the coal has mined out, and you know with everything that's going on in the world today, a lot of the coal miners have lost their jobs. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that that's a sad, it's a very depressed area now because mm, of that. And it's yeah. really sad because I remember it when it was that it was booming and, you know, that sort of thing. So. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I, I hear those stories and it is it is sad that, um, and, and it was a hard life, but it's it's sad that we're losing culture like that. So, yeah. Yeah, um, sure. So you mentioned a few minutes ago uh, about the theater, and I wanted to ask you about that. What? Um, tell me a little bit more about the theater and what you guys do with that. I presume that you you still operate that. Yes, yes, we do. Um, we uh, we have a website that folks can visit the theater lineup. We have a lot of great artists that we bring in. TheLibertyShowcase dot com, and uh, we bring in a lot of country artists. Um, we do uh, some bluegrass. Um, sometimes as openers and sometimes, you know, uh, bigger shows like Del McCurry and, uh, you know, such like that. Um, but we, we do mostly country. Like we've got Shenandoah, Marty Raven oh, cool. coming up. Okay. We've got Marty Stewart. We've got Oak Ridge Boys, those type of artists that we, that we host. And, uh, and then we perform there too, uh, sometimes. And, um, but we, we've, we've been, you know, very blessed with it. it uh, we have a full staff that run it. Even if we have shows, it's not starting to happen more often than not. We have a show, and, and, and then we also have a show at the theater, but uh, I have a really good manager that manages it and, and runs it very well. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun, though. Lot, lots of fun to, to meet with these these legends. Uh, yeah, of Gene Watson sure. and, and uh, yeah. yeah, all these folks. They're, su- they're super great to work with, too. So we have a lot of fun doing that. How many folks can you put in there? How big is the theater? We have... Yeah, 454 seats. Oh, wow. Great. So pretty, yeah, yeah, pretty intimate, actually. Um, you know, I think it's just the right amount. And folks, we have a, a really loyal following of folks that come from all over yeah. because they really get a good experience. They are close to the artist. The artist usually comes out. Um, we've only had a few that haven't shaped some howdies until the end and takes pictures and signs autographs, which mm-hmm. is not as common in country as it is in bluegrass. Sure, yeah. So, uh, so we try to do that and give them kind of a more intimate, personal experience with artists, and, and people really like that. And you guys actually run a couple festivals, too, is that right? Well, uh, we yeah, we did. Uh, we, we had uh, Dewey Fest for five years, and then we uh, have Gospel Fest, which we've now kind of turned into a benefit uh, festival that we are, you know, picking a family that the proceeds go to. Um, we're in the process of trying to gear up for that. So we don't have any information on that yet. But, um, but yeah, uh, anybody can follow us on the Liberty Showcase or Facebook or personal Facebook, and we'll put that out there. But we did run a festival for five years, and it just kind of, uh, we we were, we're so busy. And it's, I, I kudos to all of the festival promoters out there because I know firsthand what it's like to run a festival. Yeah. And it is not easy. <laughs> So, uh, well, and yeah, the competition so. is growing too. There's so many new ones coming online, and uh, you know you're you're kind of slicing the pie pretty thin sometimes um, with with yeah, uh, with festival goers. You know, there's so many cool options that you can only go to so many places. Exactly. Yeah, and we have a lot of. I mean, North Carolina is just 
you know, full of festivals. So mm-hmm. we kind of felt like at the five-year mark, you know, there's so many, like we have little jumps right across the, 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 the way from us, maybe not even 10 miles at the uh, pretty well-known festival that mm-hmm. happens every year. And we have Pretty Fest and, uh, you know, all at Willow Oak. There's so many that have been in existence for, you know, 30-plus years. And it's just, it's hard getting a festival running off the ground yeah. and, and with us being so busy. So I think what we're going to do is, you know, we're, we're working, actually, we are working on turning it into an amphitheater for outdoor festivals. Oh, neat. Okay. So, yeah. so I'll be on the lookout for that. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Cool. We'll keep us yeah. in the loop on that for sure. <laughs> so you guys yeah. have got a new record. It's going to, I think we're, 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 we're tossing back and forth the names, but uh, we're getting ready to release a new single, I think, this week. And the song is called Jealousy. And so we're really excited. We've got the album finished. We're just, you know, finishing up some artwork and uh, some special guest artists that I'm really excited about that can't announce yet, but some really cool folks that, that may be hopping on the album with us. So okay. We're, we're just, you know, excited about that. So, yeah, we got new music and uh, mostly all original material. Again, uh, our first album was uh, 12 out of 14 songs were original. Oh, And uh, this okay. album will be similar. So, so, so the... Um debut album is under the mountain and and we're we're anticipating the new record then and uh, yet yet to be named is that what i understand yeah exactly yeah so we're kind of tossing around some names for it but we've, we've got all the songs finished and mastered and like i said just uh waiting for the right time but we're going to push some singles out there and let the folks get a good taste and we're really excited about it we've been in the studio for a while working on it uh actually the past year so we're excited to get it out there. Yeah, that's great. Are, are you guys um, touring um, or, or planning a tour? How how does that? How do you work all of that into your into your schedule with everything else that you do? <laughs> well, it's tricky. <laughs> I will say that it is super tricky. Uh, but we've we've kind of figured out a happy balance. Um, yes, we are touring, and uh, we have uh, several several dates at IBMA coming up. Uh, that we're playing. Awesome. Uh, we're also playing at uh, Christmas in the Smokies. We want to invite everybody out to that December 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorraine Jordan, and it's going to be a great, great lineup. And uh, we're going to be going to Oklahoma next year, Indiana. Uh, so we're 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 excited. We've we've got some some stuff in the pipeline, and our full schedule is at doinglesleyground.com. So if you want to keep up with us, you can check out all our tour dates there. But uh, I think we're we're pretty busy. Uh, coming up, and I think the first part of the year, uh, we're going on a cruise on the Bluegrass and Blue Water Cruise. And invite everybody to go with us on that. Wow. Bahamas. Wow, cool. Um, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, we're, we're staying pretty busy, but it, it, it's a balance for sure. But we're learning. And and <laughs> did I read correctly that uh, Dewey also runs a music shop? He does. Yeah. He does. He does that <laughs> weekly. Yeah, Dewey Brown's Music and Lessons in Graham, North Carolina. And he, uh, he teaches about uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sometimes, you know, it depends on when we're in and that sort of thing. He works with the students, and they work with him, which we appreciate. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he teaches all instruments, and he's been doing that for quite a while as well. So, wow, cool. Yeah. So you, you guys are, are clearly committed to the music, and I, I certainly commend you for that. They, uh, there's so much well, thank you. need for people to connect to the to the music and the artists and, and so many genres, uh, kind of as you mentioned before, don't um, – artists don't seem to let the public into the music as as much as bluegrass musicians do and so i we, we certainly appreciate when people like yourselves do that well, i appreciate you saying that and you're exactly right and that's one of the things that we 
because we love it. We love it so much. You know, uh, you, I'm sure you've heard a lot of bluegrass mu- musicians talk about they're doing it for the tens of dollars. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> not in it for the for the money, and uh, it's but it's just a love, and and it's a family. It's a community. Yeah, so, sure. You know, family. So we really enjoy every aspect of it. Yeah. We enjoy getting to see all sides of it. You know, yeah. running the festival, being a promoter for the theater, being the artist, and yeah. also being a teacher, and you know, just all all different things. Yeah. That's great. Well, if people want to um, track with the new singles, maybe get a copy of your of your debut record, or or, or if they're close enough, uh, schedule a, uh, a visit to the theater. What's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Well, uh, we have several different websites. All of our music is on iTunes, Spotify, all of the major music outlets, Google Play, all that. Um, so you can just look us up doing Leslie Brown, the Carolina Gentleman. Uh, our website, doinglesleybrown.com, so that's our band stuff, com for our theater stuff. And uh, be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and that's the best way to kind of keep up with everything that's going on uh, is, is Facebook and Instagram. I usually keep pretty active on there Great, to, yeah. to let folks know, you know, what's going on. So be sure and go give us a like or a follow, and uh, and also check out our new music video that we just put out. We um, we just put out a new music video oh, cool. from uh, our special single on Under the Mountain. And uh, it's called New Mountain Girl, and it was produced by a really awesome Hollywood producer that's one of our friends that's done Star Trek and uh, all kinds of different oh, neat. Caribbean. Right. He's, he's, yeah, so it, it's a pretty cool video, I okay. would say. It's, yeah, so y'all check that out. For sure, uh, yeah. For sure, it's all on right. YouTube, but No Mountain Girl. Good, yeah. Well, thanks, Leslie. I appreciate it. Enjoyed talking to you. Yes, yeah, you as well. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, I've enjoyed it. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.